Hey everyone, this is Achutababa from Nightlight Astrology. Happy Friday, everybody, and uh, happy Halloween to everyone who will be uh, celebrating this weekend. I am excited today to take a look at the astrology of November. We're going to sneak preview all of the major transits of November that I'll be covering on my channel throughout the month. Um, so this gives you a sense of what to watch for over the course of the month. All of these transits, of course, we break down one by one and usually unpack through a variety of different um, approaches. Sometimes we meditate through the I Ching. Sometimes we um, kind of look at the archetypal combinations. And sometimes we tell stories about what you guys have experienced or are noticing as the transits go on. So at any rate, uh, that's what we're going to do today. A bunch of good transits to look at. Eclipses are starting to come through. December's astrology is also huge. So um, it's a bit of a roller coaster the last two months of the year, honestly. But before I do that, we are just a little over two weeks away on November 13th from the start of my next course, Ancient Astrology for the Modern Mystic. It is my first year program. It begins again, November 13th. You can go to my website, nightlightastrology.com, click on the courses tab, go to the first year course and scroll down to learn all about it. Um, this is something that I poured a lot of life force into creating over the um, past five, six years. Uh, I've been teaching this class for 11 years, but um, over the past four or five, something like that, it's evolved significantly as I've started to focus almost exclusively on teaching Hellenistic astrology, which are the ancient foundations of horoscopic astrology. Uh, if I had to put it simply, ancient astrology is like karmic analytics. You're basically learning how to forecast and how to um, be very accurate in terms of the predictive approach to astrology. In that predictive approach, of course, there's a lot of room for free will, but we're trying to understand what kinds of things are going to happen at what times and what areas of life. And then we talk a lot throughout the program about how to help people prepare and navigate those periods of time, uh, given the kinds of karma that they might have in their birth chart, the kinds of seasons that are coming karmically, how do we navigate such periods with our free will? So there's um, a lot that goes into this program on spiritual, philosophical levels. We're learning a lot of craft. We invite live clients in toward the end of the program. And I show you exactly what a day in the life of my practice looks like. So you can actually see how this um, craft material goes into um, action with uh, real people. There are over 100 hours worth of classroom content, 30, uh, 30 lectures, about two to three hours each. There's 12 additional guest lectures. There's breakout study sessions that you can have tutoring in. We have a tutoring staff that's there to help you around. You can also ask me questions year round. Um, we have uh, bonus reading, listening, optional assignments, all sorts of stuff. You get to download everything. You can attend live or participate remotely. Great class. I love this program. It's Literally like, you know, this is, again, what I've poured most of my heart and soul into creating <clears throat> something to really uh, train and prepare astrologers for a life of using astrology as a spiritual practice or reading for others or both. So anyway, if you want to take advantage of the early bird rate you have until uh, right up until right before the start of class, so just a couple more weeks you can save $500 off. You can use the payment plan if you need it. We also have need-based tuition assistance. Uh, if for some reason you're on a really tight budget, try to make sure nobody's priced out. All right. Well, thank you guys. And uh, let's dive into the astrology of November today. There's a whole lot to talk about, like I said. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to go uh, sort of transit by transit through the, um, the days of the month that I will be looking at in particular. 
So we're going to start with um, November 2nd. Uh, and we're just going to go sequentially. So uh, November 2nd, one of the major transits that we're seeing is going to be, and this you could really say it November 1st into the 2nd, Mercury is coming back through the square to Pluto. And one of the reasons that this is significant is because if you remember last month, Mercury stationed and turned retrograde in a square to Pluto as Pluto was stationing and turning direct. It was a very significant transit. And then Pluto, uh, and then Mercury went through its retrograde, went through this intense period of uh, combustion with Mars and the sun in Libra, now turning direct uh, as the morning star is starting to speed up again and hitting a square to Pluto. So some of the things to watch for during Mercury-Pluto that we'll be talking about uh, next week will be, again, the tendency for the revelation of hidden or secretive material, um, intense or in-depth communication, um, issues around technology. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see, you know, news, big news in the tech industry for different kinds of things being released or promoted or different kinds of scandals or controversies. It's all par for the course with Mercury Pluto. When you have to, um, when you have, when you have to understand something that's deep and complex, but by working to understand something, you grow as a person. Mercury Pluto. Mercury Pluto can also involve complicated ethical situations, especially while Mercury is in the sign of Libra. So we're going to see this right at the beginning of the month next week, and we'll be visiting this transit early next week in full video. So. When we go past that, the next new moon is really interesting. You're going to see a new moon coming through here. Mars will have moved into Scorpio, by the way. That's kind of a big transit coming up over the weekend. And um, you can see here that the new moon is forming right around the 12th degree of Scorpio. Well, that happens to be in an exact opposition with Uranus. So one of the reasons that I, I think that this next moon cycle at riding all the way through December, because December's astrology features a major Venus retrograde in a conjunction with Pluto. We have the Saturn Uranus square. We have an eclipse in December. It's a big, big month. <clears throat> Simultaneously, we also see that this moon cycle that starts at the beginning of November that defines the month, or excuse me, starts at the beginning of November that defines the month of November involves a Uranian signature. We're going to talk about this again at length uh, when the new moon comes around. What this essentially means is that Uranus, the god of revolution, rebellion, defiance, the upstart planet that likes to um, break norms and conventions, think outside of the box, but can also be jarring, sudden, and very disruptive and sort of chaotic, um, like a lightning strike or like the tower card in tarot. This uh, tones the whole cycle ahead. So I like this. I think that, you know, a Uranian moon cycle means a cycle of revolution and change that's sudden, rapid, exciting, that evolves us in many ways. It helps us to individuate and grow, that helps us to shed unhealthy forms of dependency in favor of maybe healthier independence. These are the kinds of themes I expect to see with the opposition to Uranus. At the same time, some startling, shocking, um, unexpected things come with Uranian moon cycles. So we are going to see that um, in a big way. Also, because you can see Mars is at the beginning of Scorpio here, by later on in the month, Mars is going to hit the opposition to Uranus. And that's really when we're going to see 
some of the, I think, probably more dynamic changes around the full moon. But anyway, we'll come back to that in a minute. So that's the new moon. If we go forward a little bit more to the 10th, now I'm not covering every single transit of the month. I typically go for what I think is most significant. This is a big one. On the 10th, we're at the first quarter moon moment. Remember, Uranian moon cycle. So just keep thinking Uranus is doing the revolutionary work throughout the whole cycle. And what's what are the flashpoints? We'll check this out. Here's a first quarter moon coming through in Aquarius, while Mercury and Mars are in a conjunction and both square to Saturn. So you're going to see this as almost like a stalemate moment, as, as a moment of, um, you know, I like I like this combination for things that are very productive, that are that work hard or well under pressure, um, that deal with um, you know breakthroughs. Like if if you were studying for a test, this would be a great aspect to have around. If you need to do something with precision, if you need to have a, a, com a command of information, if you need to communicate something with principle. Um, if there's a, a, an aura of perseverance, determination, seriousness, mental fortitude, productivity around this energy, around this transit, which I really like, it's a good energy, but at the same time, you are potentially going to see, you know, more out, outbursts mentally, verbally, maybe more severity and thinking like almost a rigidity around the mind and communication and speech. Um, you could also see just, you know, almost like that, that kind of entrenched dogmatic kind of energy around this transit. Um, and also, frankly, you have to be careful of this one around things like accidents and injuries or Mercury, Mars, Saturn is kind of like, uh, you know, Mars is like the gas pedal and Saturn's like the brake pedal. So when they get into a square, sometimes, you know, you're, you're trying to do something too fast. You get the cosmic no from Saturn in the form of a little, I don't know, a little, a little injury, a little sickness, you're working too hard, you're pushing too hard, and, and you're just your body's not gonna be able to do it or something like that. I've seen people break bones under this transit, for example. Not that not to like put that out there and make you all, uh, you know, attract that as as one would say, but just to know that this is an, a transit that you have to be measured with, because the gas and the brake are, are trying to work simultaneously. And that's, that can be, um, that can invite some um, some mishaps. So we're going to be watching this one because this is a big moment. It's a moment where we're trying. There's something in the in the energy of the moon cycle that's trying to push through and and get something done. But it's like, well, you know, how strong, you know, how strong, how much. Make sure it's not. Um, we're not like white knuckling things. So we'll we'll be talking about that one too. All right. So we're going down to. Uh, that's going to be, I, I feel like that'll probably be a, like a two or three part series because that, that transit is so, um, it's, it's quick, but it's powerful. Um, all right. So go forward. Maybe my favorite transit of the month is the sun square to Jupiter. There's a very heroic, victorious kind of relieving quality to this. When the sun gets together with Jupiter, there's usually an aura of confidence, a feeling of victory or achievement, a can do optimism. There's sometimes a sense of heroism in the air or even a feeling of, um, you know, uh, the good use of authority, the coach that inspires you, the mentor, professor, guru, or sage that somehow, uh, you know, lights your candle. And so this is, I, I love this transit for just a, a transit of positivity, hope, optimism. And it's right when we need it in the middle of a transit that is features the, the, the energy of breakthrough. There's just a ton of like, let's, you know, let's have these breakthroughs. And you'll see that it comes, 
I didn't mention this one. We will be mentioning this, but you can see that on November 13th, just a few days before, Uranus, Mercury, excuse me, is going to go through the opposition to Uranus, which also has the feeling of like little electrical sparks in your brain, giving you all sorts of insights and breakthrough creativity and things like that. So right around the 13th, the 15th, really good energy that um, is taking us right up to the full moon moment. The full moon moment is a little bit more wild. Uh, let's put it that way. We have the full moon coming through in Taurus right around the 17th, 18th. At the same time, we're going to see Mars oppose Uranus. And that that has the feeling of conflagration, like the 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 the, the, the fire and the um kind of the, the, the like the fireworks display of of the of the moon cycle. This is the moment of Uranian breakthrough that I think the cycle promises at the outset. Mars opposite Uranus, ooh, that could be like. Uh, it's like it's like the French Revolution, kind of bloody, but you know, <laughs> like some positive things to a revolution, and then there's the blood of revolution, and there's the heads in the street kind of revolution. And Mars opposite Uranus will fight at all costs for its freedom and so forth. So the potential for breakthroughs and so forth to become a little bit more, um, uh, what do I want to say? Um, sudden and potentially a little bit more violent or sharp or pointed uh, explosive even um, it's a very temporary energy it's not going to last forever but this is a very powerful full moon in that regard and let's be real here the full moon is also um we're gonna i think the full moon is actually on the 19th let me just push it through yeah it's going to be on the 19th so let me show you the full moon is going to be an eclipse as well so here we go so you can see here that the full moon is in Taurus and it's just a few degrees off from the north node in Gemini out of sign. So this is a lunar eclipse. So we're getting a lunar eclipse in Taurus and at, with the Uranian signature right behind it, circumstances in our lives are going to change and forcibly like forcing change, creating change, instant, sudden, uh, instantaneous, sudden, dramatic, pointed, aggressive, assertive. Um, action-oriented. None of this has to be bad. None of this has to be unfortunate. It's just a very dynamic energy that's saying change now, evolve now, re revolution now with the kick of Mars and then the signature of a lunar eclipse, which means you know the moon is the ruler of the sublunary sphere of the world of circumstance and change, the fluctuations of the environment around us, including the body. So changes to the body, changes to the mind, changes to the environment that are sudden, rapid, uh, kind of um, instigated by that Mars energy that have been seeded since the beginning of the cycle. These are very dynamic changes, right? So that's that's where we're going to spend most of our time this month in terms of the videos that I'm making around the middle of the month. There's going to be a lot of focus on that. If we go forward a little bit more through, so that's all taking us through about the 19th. Again, one of the saving graces this month is Mercury or is uh, Jupiter right after the, um, excuse me, right after the lunar eclipse, you're going to see Mercury and Scorpio squaring Jupiter. Um, and also you're going to see the moon on that day happening to be configured by trine to Jupiter. So I, I just, I like that just right after that full moon, there's actually some really nice Jupiterian lift. So I, I think, you know, you got to feel good knowing that Jupiter is essentially beholding the Taurus-Scorpio axis 
from the square position, which is a, a position that we would call one of bonification or one that um, uh, mitigates and provides relief and support. So Jupiter in Aquarius has a broad vision and is going to be able to roll with the punches this month for us and, and offer us some support, which is nice. The sun hits the square earlier in the month. The Mercury right after the full moon lunar eclipse is hitting the square to Jupiter, which can provide us again with just that feeling of confidence and optimism and being able to find a silver lining or receive some form of support or abundance, even through something of the uh, the the revolutionary chaos and you know sudden rapid change signatures of the of uranus during the moon cycle okay so the last thing that i wanted to talk about is another very positive transit at the end of the month um i'm not covering again just kind of skipping around a little bit with some things uh for example the sun and mercury will move into sagittarius i think that's an interesting transit um, you're going to see some trines to Neptune that are interesting. We might talk about some of those trines to Neptune from Scorpio. Um, but at any rate, on the 28th, <clears throat> here we go. On the 28th of the month, we're going to see Mercury moving into the Kazemi with the sun through direct motion. So this conjunction between mercury and the sun mercury is debilitated in sagittarius um but at the heart of the sun and with the south node there i like this as an idea uh, or as a moment of um of uh, insight especially into the ego into the nature of um you know our, our sense of self our temporary sense of self in this lifetime and um almost like the, the the wisdom or the illumination that's possible in this moment is something that I'm really drawn to. Mercury Kazemi last year um, in the sign, for example, uh, came up, came about, I think I've told you guys the story, uh, came about actually when um, one of my YouTube listeners who had some very serious mental health problems took his own life. And I have to say that was probably, you know, I'm probably not going to see anything like that again, but um, in terms of the insights that I was able to have personally with Mercury at the heart of the sun, but debilitated in terms of, um, you know, I don't know, just the position of, you know, having some kind of platform to speak from and some kind of influence that people, you know, may perceive that I have or not or whatever. There was, there was so many insights around that. And I've often found that that's the case with Mercury Kazemi in general. It doesn't really matter what the dignity is, or but the South Node also has this very humbling effect for the Sun, where it can show us some of the shadows of, you know, the ego or the the limits of our own knowledge or authority. And so, as a kind of insightful but humbling moment for the for the um, for Mercury and the Sun, I really like this. And remember, this is coming um, very close before the beginning of December's eclipse in the same kind of range in Sagittarius. So I like this Mercury Kazemi to me seems like it could be a very insightful and, and like, um, you know, like sagely wisdom, maybe a little bit of, of wisdom about our own shadows too, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that one personally. At any rate, that's what I've got for the month of November. I hope that you guys find this interesting. Hope that you'll also consider coming in uh, studying with me for the next year. We're going to start classes on November 13th, just a couple of weeks away. Um, and not long after that, um, in December, I'll be starting my readings and passages course for people who have 
already completed my year one program or who are enrolled, you have to be enrolled simultaneously in my year one program, at least, or have taken it to take the readings and passages program. I'll be telling you a little bit more about that. What else in November is exciting? My Kickstarter begins the last 40 days of the year. I always um, do fundraising from all of you to support my channel for the year ahead. So we'll be doing that. And there's tons of really cool rewards you can get if you donate and support my channel for 2022. Um, so, you know, I'll be talking about that later on and uh, we're trying to beat last year's backer total if we can. I think we had one, uh, 13, about 1300 or so of you from this channel supported my work in uh, 2021. And thanks to you, you know, we kept the lights on. We had a, we had a staff of people that helped me that, and uh, speaker series and uh, all the um, need-based tuition scholarships that we're able to give people, a lot of full scholarships we give people. And some of the other work we've been doing, we're in the process of building a community herbal medicine garden out back. They'll be completed next summer. Lots of stuff that you guys have helped us do. We can get with that garden. We can give free herbal medicine to people in the community. Um, so a lot of cool things that you guys have enabled me to do because of your support of my work. And we'll be doing the Kickstarter again late November. It'll, it'll get started. So I'll have more of that in November as well. All right, that's what I've got for today. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. People were asking, by the way, to see more of the, the maze that I'm building for my girls for Halloween. <laughs> so if you want to see it, I've been posting pictures of it on Instagram. My Instagram handle is just Nightlight Astrology. If you can look up Achuta Bhava or you could look up Nightlight Astrology on Instagram and you'll find me. And if you want to see pictures, I'll be posting pictures and videos of the uh, <laughs> the crazy maze that I built. Um, and you also get to see me in a unicorn costume. So <laughs> that doesn't make your weekend. <laughs> All right, you guys have a great weekend and happy Halloween, everyone. Bye.